So, as you know, we've been going through the book of Acts. And can we just talk about that for a second? That this whole year in 2022, we've had the opportunity to see the early church start in Jerusalem and not just stay there, but go to Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And in our text this morning, this evening, right on, guys, we'll be continuing that act. So a little bit about myself. My name is Zach. I've been on staff for three years. Me and my wife, Jules. last couple of years and it's truly been amazing and we'll talk about I'll talk about that a little bit more but I wasn't always a campus missionary and I haven't always loved Jesus with all that I have but I do now and it is truly because of the grace of God that we're sitting here in this room that we can hear fantastic worship and get a word from the Lord and go out and share it yeah. with everyone that we know. Come on. Yeah. All right, so I have a little bit of an icebreaker, and if Jason has the video ready, I'm going to play the video, and now I'm going to explain, okay? Okay. Let's see if this works. Okay, come on. Yes. All right. Gentile believers with a yoke 
that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear. We believe that we are all saved the same way, by the undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus. May we bow. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time we get to spend together in your word. Lord, we pray that ears can be open and eyes can be open to hear and see what you have this evening, Father God. Help us be transformed by your word. In your mighty and precious Son, Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. And amen. amen. All right. So here we are in Acts chapter 15. And there's a disagreement going on that the Pharisees are bringing up. And this disagreement is actually found in verse 5. And it says, Then some believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, The Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. The real question that they were bringing up this evening, we'll talk about it, and the question is, did Jesus complete the work on the cross, or do we still need a work for right standing? And that's a question then, and that's a question now, because we can see people who are striving for right standing with God, but it was grace, and grace alone, that we were able to be ingrained, to be drafted into the kingdom of God. And I'm going to go ahead of myself here. It wasn't the circumcision that made you know that they were children of God. It was the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. Alright, so let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about the Pharisees. We and Kayafa have isms, and one way to put the Pharisees is rules without relationship lead to rebellion. Yeah. As I was reading this passage, I realized, and as you look through the Gospels, the Pharisees are coming after Jesus, and they're coming after Jesus. They're the religious leaders of the time, so why are they coming after they who they say they're worshiping? And as I was reading it last evening, I realized that the Pharisees loved their God, but not the God of the Bible. And that they were making these laws and making everything perfect so that they could love their God but when Jesus came, he didn't fit into their box. Yeah. He didn't answer the questions that they were asking because they were asking the wrong questions. Come on, yeah. come on. And when he came, he showed that the worst of society could be redeemed. That's right. And that's not what they wanted to hear. That's right. <laughs> Rules without relationship lead to rebellion. It was a word for the Pharisees, but it was also a word for me because I had grown up in church. And I was a choir director, I was a Sunday school teacher, and although I had all the right rules, I can't say I actually had a relationship with Jesus. For a long time I went through the motions and I went through the works, but I was just doing the right things without the right motive. But can I tell you that even though I was deep in rebellion, Christ came. Mm-hmm. Save me and redeem me. Mom. And now we're here today. So we said the Pharisees loved their God, but not God. And as they were talking about this circumcision and required to keep the laws of Moses, they were basically saying people need to become Jews before they can become Christians. Right. They couldn't just walk into grace. There had to be something tied to it. There had to be a weight 
But the Bible goes on to say, whom the Son sets free mm -hmm. is free indeed. This circumcision was used to cure self-righteousness. It was to make them set apart from everyone around them. To say that they were devoted to the Lord and set apart by the Lord. But it in itself had become self-righteousness. And they were saying for everyone around you, if you want to look like Christ, then you have to do this. But Christ said, if I give you my Holy Spirit, you already look like me. The question that we're asking this evening, are, are we known by what he, we can do, or are we known by what he's done? Come on, Sam. Paul even answers the same thing in Galatians 5, chapter 3. No, Galatians chapter 5, verses 3 and 4. I'll say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the law of Moses. For if you are trying to make yourself right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. Why is that? Because the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, God saved you by his grace yeah. when you believe. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. That's right. Amen. It was a gift yeah. from God. That's right. I don't know if you've ever received a gift, but if you're receiving a gift, you're not trying to pay the person and say, oh, yes, I deserve this, and this is why. No, it was a gift. That's right. yeah. And it was given right. freely. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 8. It says, God knows the people's hearts, and he confirmed that he accepts Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. Galatians chapter 3.28 says, there is no longer Jew nor Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ. Yeah. When Jesus poured out his spirit, he poured it out on all people. It broke down all of the barriers so that we could all come before the throne of grace yes. and receive that free gift Amen. of salvation. Come on. Ephesians 1.13 says, And now these Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news. What is that good news? The good news is that God saves you. Yeah. It wasn't us that saved ourselves. It was God who came down to save us. And it says, and when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. We're still in Acts 15. We're in verse 9 and 10. And it says, he made no distinction between us and them. For he cleansed their hearts through faith. So why are we now challenging God by burdening the Gentile believers with the yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear? Mm -hmm. As I was, we got me and my wife and a couple others had the opportunity to go to Morocco. Was it Morocco? I think it was over a week ago now. And as we were flying back into America, I was reading over this text 
trying to figure out what the Lord was trying to tell me. And I was reading it, and I was reading it, and the word yoke came out. It was a 2D piece of paper, 3D word, yoke. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Lord, what does this mean? So I was trying to make a joke about the yoke, but it wasn't getting anywhere. <laughs> anyway, I hope so. Okay, so we need to realize that the Bible isn't in our context. He wasn't talking to America in 2022. When Jesus was walking around and saying these things, and when Paul was going through his missionary journeys, they were talking to farmers. And so even in the Gospels, we see a lot of farming analogies, and it might fall on deaf ears if we're not farming. So a yoke is a long beam, and it puts cattle together. I'm losing my faith. <laughs> and it puts cattle together. First Corinthians talked about being unequally yoked. And whenever I look at the yoke, I just I see something that's connected to something. And it was rough, it was rugged, it wasn't made to be soft. It was to tell the cattle that they need to go. And this evening I want to tell you that we're all yoked. To something. Yeah. We're all connected yeah. to something. Yeah. And I found three things that we could be connected to. We could be yoked to sin. Yeah. We could be yoked like the Pharisees to the law. Or we could be yoked to Jesus. Yeah. Matthew 11, 28-30 says, Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Yeah, yeah. Take my yoke upon you. Yeah. Let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle at heart. Yeah. And you will find rest for your souls. Yes. For my yoke is easy to bear. And my burden I give you is light. Come on. I want you this evening to just picture in your mind that there are two cattle that are going the same direction. And if you're yoked to the law, then one cattle is up on level ground, but the other cattle is in mud. And as they go, they get lower. And as they go, they get lower. And then you, who are on level ground, has a lean. Yeah. And Jesus is saying to take off that yoke mm -hmm. and to put on his. On. Because his is light, yes. his is easy, yeah. and his alone yeah. is freedom. Come on. Yeah. But why was there the law? Romans 5 and 20 says, God's law was given to us so that all people could see how sinful they were. Yeah. Yeah. But as people sin more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. That's right. That yoke was rough, and it was to remind you that you don't, you're not supposed to be yoked to anything but Jesus. Yeah. And so it had to put a splinter in your neck, and it had to lead you places you didn't want to go. To realize that there was a right place right. that yeah. you could be, and that it was in Jesus. Yeah. It points to a Savior. In Hebrews 10, verses 1 and 2, it says the law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, yes. not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifice, repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect 
those who draw near to worship. Yes. There had to be something perfect, and it wasn't anything that we could do right. in our own power. That's right. It had to be Jesus. Amen. It had to be grace. In verse 11, it says, we believe that we are all saved the same way by the undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus. Yes, amen. As I was going through this sermon, I had the opportunity to put out a feeler and say it before I got to say it up here. And Jason actually gave me the best advice and he said that the way you talk about grace is because you have a story. That's right. And I do, and it's, I remember all those years ago, oh gosh, I can't say it like that. Um, Breakaway in 2017, I remember whenever grace became not just a word, but the way I lived my life. And at this breakaway in 2017, it was down in Conroe at a building I don't know the name of, and I remember being, you know, not super living for Jesus, at all. <laughs> 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 not to break away. Even though I didn't want to, I just jumped to a car as you do. He said something. But I was on, all the way to the right side in the second row of people. And I remember they were playing worship. And I remember there being RGB Light Society. <laughs> and it was there that in the midst of my sin, so far away from the Lord that he spoke to me. Come on. And he told me in that moment that I was loved and that I had a purpose. And because he talked to me when he had no reason to, I know that grace is real. And I know that it's for each and every one of us. And that we are no longer under the law that tells us we have to do this and we have to do that. But we can just love Jesus. And as we love him, He'll show us That's right. exactly what we need to do. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's by grace and not works. In Isaiah 64 and 6, it says, We were all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall, and our, and our sin sweeps us away like the wind. The Pharisees were trying to put the yoke of the law back on the people of God. But Peter and James and Paul, as you can read in Acts 15, they were fighting against it. They said, if there's nothing else we're going to fight for, we're going to fight for the freedom that is found in Christ. Because it is that freedom that is the good news. Freedom from sin. Alive in Christ. So as the worship team comes back up, John 8.36 says, If the Son sets you free, you are truly free. And this evening, as I come to a close, I believe there are two groups of people here this evening. Three. But who we're going to talk about? <laughs> there are those that have not walked in freedom. We've talked about the grace of God. We've talked about the love of Christ and His yoke is easy and His burden is light. But you don't truly know 
what we're talking about this evening. And if that's you, I invite you to come on up and to truly taste and see how good God is. Yeah. And to walk into the freedom that he's already paid for. Yeah. And there's another group of people here this evening. And there's a group of people who have tasted the freedom that the Lord has, but have bound themselves back to the law. That have forgotten how free the grace of God is and have tried to work themselves back into right standing, work themselves back into good works of, if I do this, God will love me. If I do that, God will love me. But can I tell you that he loves you right where you are? And he invites you back into a relationship with him. This evening, I want you to know that we are never far from God. We're as far as we want to be. He's always one step right behind us. Whether we're walking or running away from him, he's right there behind us. Just say, turn around. Just say, come back home. I want you to know this evening that there is grace to cover a multitude of sins, to cover anything wrong that you've done in your life, that Jesus just wants you back home. Can I pray that tonight? Yes. Father God, Lord, we thank you for this time we get to, we got to learn about your grace, to be reminded again how free of a gift you give us. Lord, help us not to forget Help us not to strive in our own power, but to accept the free gift that you've already given us. Accept it for ourselves, for that is the good news, Lord Jesus. That freedom is found in you. Yes. 